Hello there. Welcome to Breadwinning Moms. I'm your host, Chloe Taylor-Brown. My mission is to inspire independent women everywhere and to encourage breadwinning moms. If you're curious, ambitious, and have your own identity, or if you're wanting to develop your own authentic identity and brand, personally and professionally, then I say let's rock and roll because this show is for you. Hello there, and welcome to Breadwinning Moms with Chloe. I'm your host, Chloe Taylor-Brown, and we do have a phenomenal show lined up for you today. Our topic is code switching and career shifting, a working mother's life lessons and makeover. I don't know about you, but I've code switched quite a bit in my life and in my career, and I've also career shifted. And you know what? I've doing research for this show, I found out that many of us will shift our careers five to seven times over our working years. And as far as I'm concerned, co-shifting is definitely something that is vital and necessary. (laughs) It is not being fake or phony. As a matter of fact, it's knowing how to fit in and being helping other people to feel comfortable, and you just knowing how to shift. Well, today, working women and breadwinning moms are leveraging their passions, their goals, and their natural gifts into more sustainable, harmonious relationships and life experiences. You know, life experiences are important. When we look back, we want to be able to feel good about our life experiences. Not everything because we live in a real world, but overall, we do have choices. And the more that we realize that we have choices and we start to choose based on our own authenticity, the better off we're going to be. So based on my work, I know that breadwinning moms and Fathers, dads, men, men also, we're creating drastic life makeovers that suit us and our spirit, our natural flow. So the arena doesn't matter or shift. It's all about us as long as it's germane to who we want to become and what our natural inclinations are all about. From corporate mavericks, network marketing gurus, real estate and home flippers to lifestyle models and video marketing experts, we are code switching and we are career shifting and we are blazing new trails. And I am really excited about it, uh, these new trails that we're blazing. Uh, You know, let's talk about what code switching really is. Well, really, it's about language. And I was tweeting about it earlier. And Jennifer was saying that it really does boil down to language and humanity. So linguists, people who study language, they typically use it to Uh, mean that that the instant and frequent switching between two distinct languages. For instance, you know, you hear me talk about working in Italy and living there and being an international model. Well, um, I have some Italian friends that live in Atlanta also. And so I noticed that they code switch and it's really beautiful for me to watch that. And when there are several Italians in the room together, not only do they code switch with their language, but they also code switch with their body language. So I was watching a little video clip 
when I was doing the research for code switching and it was showing um, the president, President Barack Obama was at this restaurant and he was ordering a chili dog or something. And I don't know if he was in his in a neighborhood in Chicago, he gave the person who handed him the hot dog, the chili dog, the money and it was a, a substantial bill and the person asked him if he needed change and the president said nah you're straight we straight so he was relating so code switching is about being able to be in the white house as well as being able to be in the neighborhood or in the boardroom or backstage behind the runway or being mommy, it's being appropriate to whatever situation is at hand. And I want to, speaking of the president, I'm going to be bringing uh, Chantel Thompson on. You know, Chantel Thompson is our sweet job spot uh, contributor and sweet job spot where job seekers, employers, and opportunities meet. And help me to say hello to Chantel. Hello, Chantel. Hi, Chloe. How are you today? I am excellent. This um, is great. Yeah. So <laughs> you've been hearing what we've been talking about, and I know that you watched the president's um, uh, dress last night, and I know that you have some thoughts and opinions, and I was just talking about the president co-switching, and, and it's being able to be relatable and and fitting in and switching your language from when you're in the corporate boardroom to, and then when you come home to be with your children, you're certainly not going to bring that language home. So you're going to code switch. And I think that some people think that code switching would be faking or not being authentic, but I don't see it that way at all. What are your thoughts? Um, well, Chloe, I do think um, you're correct. You do have to, um, be appropriate for the situation. And I do understand that, you know, there's a big issue with people feeling like, well, that's not being real. That's not being yourself. Um, but, you know, we're all, what is it Shakespeare said? Um, the world is just a stage and everybody's a player. Um, <laughs> you know, we're all just on a stage. And instead of looking at it as I'm being fake, it, you're right. It is looking at it as saying, I'm, a, I'm being appropriate for the situation. You wouldn't wear a bikini to work, but you might wear it, you know, to the, to the beach or the pool. And that's not being fake. That's just being appropriate. So um, I definitely agree. You have to learn to be appropriate. What did you like best about the president's address last night? I, I found it fascinating when he spoke about women. Uh, and of course, it just fits right into my whole game of life. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes. I mean, I, I honestly really do think that, you know, when he talked about, you know, equal pay and he talked about things like um, uh, having child care and, um those are things that are just so important to women. I mean, so many women, you know, they don't want to have children because, oh, that might affect my career path. That might affect something that I'm doing. Um, you know, how can I take care of a kid if I don't have all these other things going on and what's going to happen to my job? So, I mean, these are really important 
it, very important statistics. Um, he brought out some, there were some statistics um, on the, the United States government website also that were there, you know, just explaining, okay, there are a lot of other countries that have maternity leave. Some countries even have paternity leave. So, and, you know, talking a little bit about how America kind of, you know, we don't do that here. It's just work, 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 work. And, you know, you don't get that opportunity to kind of take a step back and raise your children without people looking at you and going, but you're not focusing on your career. So I definitely felt like that was a very good, that was a very valid point that he was making. You know, how focused are we on raising our actual children as opposed to ourselves in our careers? You know, also what you're speaking about uh, reminds me of me just talking about my Italian friends and and having lived there and just seeing the whole lifestyle just being so different with having organized downtime for Mm -hmm. family and friends and meals. When, When Rick and I first arrived there, we thought it was just ridiculous that they were taking so long for for their meals and just at a slower pace. But then we started Mm -hmm. to really appreciate um, that downtime. And because it's so vital for us to be able to have that time and spend it with ourselves, our our children, our families, and our friends, and to do different things, do a little bit of things differently. So uh, maybe that we could do some co-switching and career shifting in America based on uh, what the president was saying. Uh, we have a caller, so I'm going to allow this caller to come in. And um, okay. hi there, you're on the air. Welcome to Breadwinning Moms with Chloe. And we have Chantel Thompson from Sweet Job Spot. Hello, Chloe and Chantel. I'm, I'm enjoying listening to your good topic. I wanted to interject here. I thought President Obama, and you rightfully so, Chantel, bringing it up, really focused on a couple of important issues. And then, Chloe, you talking about how different, for instance, in Italy and Europe, this is the first president we have had who's been really bringing these issues to the forefront, such as equal pay for women, but also looking at the downtime and looking at health care and looking at what's really important in our society. We pay actors, entertainers, people like me, lots of money for doing a little, and then we don't, we don't have health care. We, we don't value our mothers, who the, the main job that a mother and a father has is to raise children. But we want, as you said, rush everybody back to work. And then we pay for it on the back end in trillions of dollars. When we talk about what's wrong with the children, I always say if something's wrong with the children, something's wrong with the adults. When we look at the crime rate among teenagers in our country, not just African-American teenagers, and that goes right back to what President Obama is trying to get the Congress, trying to get the nation to look at. So I want to encourage you two women to continue to get us to talk about it and look at the values that we are going to walk as we go forward here in 2015. Good work, ladies. Breadwinning moms. Thank you so very much. And thanks for listening to the show. We really appreciate it. Chantel, so what I'd yes. like to, to uh, that was a great, uh, great, quite, I guess, commentary comment. But, you know, a lot of times 
well, most of us slightly change the way we express ourselves all the time. And I don't think that we realize that we are code switching. And for instance, um, if you are, when you're at work, I'm sure that you have to pay attention to be politically correct at work as opposed to um, being out with your friends at a dinner party is slightly different. And so um, we're just doing it based on our environment. I know that that also um, younger people, you are younger than me, but have you noticed how younger people, let's say in their 20s, how they communicate and what do you like best about it or what do you not like about younger people in communication today? Um, well, I think one thing that I see in our communication in general is the, is kind of the texting and the, um, I think there's a little, there's a lack of communication. Um, it started a long time ago. I mean, texting's been around for a while and it's very common, even with people in my age range, which is in, you know, the thirties to forties range. Uh, and it's just gotten to a point that it, it can be it can be kind of distracting and I think it's something we as a society haven't paid a lot of attention to but but as children, you know, I kind of grew up in the age of children should be seen and not, not heard so much. But the problem that now I think a lot of people are having is that the children are just texting all the time and now it's like well you don't see them you, you don't really hear them but now you don't know what they're saying at all because you can't eavesdrop on their texting you know you're not even aware they're doing it and I think that and especially in the 20s and the 30s when you get into a new job and you're in a new environment it can be somewhat um, I guess I would say uh, challenges to communicate with people that are not used to communicating verbally as much as we used to be. That's interesting. You know, you're, I never thought about it that way, but it's actually true. We don't, they are communicating and they have their own language. It's called texting that uh, many people can't even figure out what those codes are in their texting language. Um, but it's not a language that I would think that would advance them. Now, I'm not sure because I'm from a different generation, but I think that, um, and, and I, I would see, think that that was also kind of a code switching as well in that texting communication. And so the texting is so prevalent among a certain demographic, millennials, that we sometimes worry if that is going to hinder them. So I guess we don't have enough evidence right now about whether it's helping them or if it's hindering them. So when we come to career shifting, that would be more uh, in alignment with um, sweet job spot. And people are shifting their careers more now than ever. And working mothers are also shifting because just as the president spoke last night, we are shifting because we want to be more at home to raise our children. We want to be able to co-parent and we want to be involved with our children. So what have you seen 
as far as career opportunities and career shifting among working mothers and breadwinning moms with Sweet Job Spot? Hmm. Well, I have seen actually, Chloe, a lot of, of work at, from home positions that allow parents to, um, especially mothers, even fathers, just be at home with their children. There's a lot of jobs in sales, customer service, even technology that will allow you to work from home and as long as you're getting the work done, which, you know, some people think they work better at home than in the office. There's no distractions in terms of of coworkers coming by and talking to you in the office chatter. And, you know, they can get a lot of work done. One um, thing, and my sister, um, she's a, a breadwinning mom, and she said that one of the things she looks for in a work-at-home position, because she has three children and two stay home and one goes to school right now, she actually said that the biggest thing that she's looking for is a job that she can do um, where she can maybe type, that she doesn't have to necessarily be on the phone because of the noise that the kids make. And, you know, I found that there's there's actually a lot of positions out there where, you know, they're looking for writers and editors and technical writers and people who can, you know, prioritize their time around their children but still get the work done. So when the kids are um, playing, you know, they can play and make noise, but you're typing. You don't have to be um, engaged in a, in a verbal conversation. So that's very helpful for people with, you know, slightly older children. Having a work-from-home position is good, too, because you can run to the school and you can uh, you can you know, pick them up or check on them or just be in a very involved parent, you know, coming for different activities at the school. And you can do that with a phone job or a sales position. So there are a lot of opportunities there. You know, I think that's that's really interesting uh, because thinking about going back to co-switching, it, I've been working from home and something comes up. You know, a lot of times we work from home and we're wanting people to think that we're in this big high rise building and we have, you know, this big office space. And um, I used to do that and I didn't want anything, the, the dog to bark or the doorbell to ring or the child to say, what's for lunch? So that is a really, really big time that working mothers code switch when we're working from home, we easily code switch whether we know it or not. We're code switching because we can put you on mute and we can talk to the children. And then we come back and we get our professional voice going again. So uh, I want us to know that, and it also that uh, building rapport with other people, we are already in a space where we're code switching as well because if we are really good listeners, what we're wanting to do, especially if we're meeting new people, we're listening to them and we're trying to find something that we can relate to and whatever is relatable, then we can code switch. It's not that we're changing our identity. Um, however, speaking of identity, 
uh, as a coach and playing the role of a coach and helping people to get what they want. And I'm just realizing this, Chantel, that when we're creating those identities, whether it is a, a, a super effective and efficient and fun mom identity, whether it is your corporate identity or whether it is the, the best-selling writer uh, novelist identity. They, they're all slightly different. And so when we are creating our ideal life and those personas that are going to help us to make it work, we really are code switching. And so language becomes a proxy for identity. And so code switching is appropriate because the language, the language that we're using, you know, I've recently co-switched myself or adding something more uh, when I was working. By the, so basically, I've co-switched and career shifted starting in <laughs> 2015. So uh, this, the co-switching has come with a career shifting. So I have become an international lifestyle model again. And I was working with other models and photographers and stylists and makeup artists last Saturday. The language is completely different. It was so fun and fashion oriented and light. It seemed to be so non-judgmental compared to when I go into corporate America and I also code switch then, but I'm still being myself, but I'm being relatable. And I find it really interesting. We have a, um, uh, another caller on, and we're going to bring this person on. Hello there. You are live with us on Breadwinning Moms with Chloe, and we're here with Chantel Thompson. Hi there. Hi, Chloe. It's Tanya Fisemay. How are you today? Hey, Tanya Fisame, we are doing excellent today. And I want to let people who are listening to know that if you'd like to call in with a comment or a question to Breadwinning Moms, you may please do so at 347-884-9229. Again, you can call us to share your thoughts at 347-884-9229. How are you today, Chantel, and what's on your mind when it comes to code switching and career shifting? Did you oh, mean I think that was our caller, right? I'm sorry, I meant uh, Tanya. <laughs> <laughs> wow, um, code switching. Just like you guys were talking about, um, you know, being a breadwinning mom and just having to wear so many different hats and, you know, deal with so many different personas. Like today, I'm working from home, but I'm also on my way to take my son to the dentist. So, and I just had to finish up something for work before I left the house. And so it's just, we're always so busy. Um, and just, you know, wearing so many different hats, you know, it's just really, it's a blessing to be able to do what we call multitasking. But at the same time, we still want to be present um, in everything that we're doing. So I think it's a, I think it's a good thing, but it can, it's a lot to juggle at the same time. Well, yes, with you being, um, a real, a real, a real estate lifestyle broker, and you were specializing in marketing and selling luxury real estate relocation with all those years of experience that you have in this market. But I've spoken with you before and actually worked with you, and know that you made a complete 
career shift some years ago from being an award-winning hairstylist to now being an award-winning real estate agent and broker. So how was that in your career shifting and also what kind of co-switching did you have to do with that? Wow. Um, I think for me, you know, when I was a hairstylist, I always just kind of had that natural gift, you know, of doing hair. I just need a little bit of fine tuning. Um, you know, over the years, I would practice on my sister and different things like that. Um, I love that part of, um, you know, being creative and different things, being a hairstylist. But I think I just got to a point to where I kind of missed um, being in an office setting because before even I was a hairstylist, I was in corporate management and different things like that. So I've changed careers a couple of times. <laughs> um but I miss that. I miss the part of, you know, I wanted something new and exciting, and I wanted to not just be, you know, stationary in the same spot all day long. I wanted to get out and adventure and just really learn some things. And I got interested in real estate um, just from, you know, listening to my husband speak about it, more on the investment side. But I really wanted to learn um, real estate, so I had to totally just, you know, learn about that and change my mindset Um you know, as opposed to how am I going to do this? How am I going to get, you know, new, you know, customers? And how am I going to market myself? And, you know, just like you said, the, the cold switching, like my mindset, my conversation, everything. So I just basically had to reprogram myself, you know, as, as far as knowing everything I needed to know about real estate to be competitive. Well, this brings me to, you know, we're talking about code switching and career shifting, a working mother's life lessons and makeover. So speaking of, you said sh shifting your mindset, and I'm certain that when you shifted your whole mindset, you were also switching up some of your language and you went, you shifted your career. What about your nonverbal communication, Tanya, as far as, um, uh, the way that you were dressing and moving about. And Chantel, I would like for you to talk about that too after Tanya answers the question about your your body language as far as, because we're talking about the makeover. What kind of a makeover physically did you have to do to shift from being the hairstylist to the realtor? Wow. Well, um, I think I've always been kind of conservative, you know, even as a hairstylist. Um, <laughs> but uh, my conversation changed, um, you know, my hairstyle, everything. Because then, you know, a hairstylist, we can change our hair all the time. You know, do a lot of crazy things and funky things. And we can do that because we're in a salon environment. Uh, but, you know, going back into a corporate setting, you know, I definitely uh, made some minor changes with that um, as far as, you know, my wardrobe, um, I definitely did some adjustments um, with that as well. But at the same time, I didn't lose myself. My personality still came through with everything that I was wearing, you know, and even, of course, you know, your makeup and everything's just a total package, you know, because we're always selling ourselves. So whether I was, you know, a, the hairstylist or the, the broker, you know, it was still some things about me that I did not want to change. And there were some things about me that I... Um, you know, I welcomed as a change. Um, so, you know, it wasn't that hard for me to do because I was ready for the change. 
Um, but definitely, um, you know, I toned down a couple of things as far as my makeup and different things like that um, because I wanted to mirror, like we talked about last week in a set, in a set I wanted to kind of mirror the people that I was working with. Um, but just a total change in everything, like from my appearance, from, you know, like even my conversation because a lot of times people come in the salon and you basically be their counselor. You know, they talk yes. to you about, they talk to you about their problems and this and that. And then also when you get into a, more of a corporate setting, you know, you don't want to talk about sex. You don't want to talk about religion. You don't want to give people advice, you know, um, on their relationships and different things like that. So it was definitely uh, a change. I, I love that. And Chantel, you work with um, working women and moms all the time and shifting because of course you are sweet job spot where job secrets employers and opportunities meet and you are helping individuals to i guess to break out and so what are some of the advice that you would give to your clients when it comes to code switching and career shifting and also for yourself personally what have you done um well for myself personally um I have, I've noticed, you know, in different environments, you know, it came from, I, you know, I've worked in fashion, I've worked in school settings, um, you know, the different environments, they do make a difference, especially even when you work in say, like an operations role versus say a sales role, a lot of times you're going to have to make some adjustments to how the environment works. For you, so even in your dress, um, you know, in fashion, you need to be more fashion forward. Especially if you're in that sales environment, you have to know what's hot, what's trending. Uh, you have to set styles yourself, things that you think look good together. Um, you're not going to really see uh, a, a strong fashionista just going into the 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 Macy's and, and taking what's on the on the model body and, and just wearing it. You know, you're going to be more original. When you're in, say, like an operations role, um, most operations roles are a little less flashy. And for lack of a better word, um, there's, there's kind of a more muted tendency and, you know, you tend to be wanting to look more... Um, I don't know, uh, just, I think less over, you're not looking for as much attention in that role. I can't really figure out the appropriate way to say it, but in a sales role, you want to draw attention to yourself, into what you're selling and, and who you are. And sometimes in an operations role, you really want to, you want the attention to go to your work and um, not, it's not necessarily about you as much. So I tend to see there's a big difference in the operations teams and the sales teams in terms of kind of dress and style. Even though it's, you know, it's on the same car, it's very similar, but there's just a, a slight difference um, in those two roles. Maybe it's the jewelry or the hair or something like that. One of the things that I love about uh, returning to lifestyle modeling is that I get to I get to shift a lot because it depends on the client that 
I'm going to see. And sometimes my agent would say, wear this and wear this, and they want your makeup to be this way, and it's for this. So sometimes I may go in really sophisticated and very womanly. And sometimes I'll go in play down or or dressing in athletic gear. It just depends. And so when you show up for that casting, you're kind of acting. Um, and you're giving your best shot. You're being yourself, but you're playing a role. And so, again, that reminds me of language being a, a proxy for identity, whether it's your body language, your nonverbal communication, and especially your your verbal communication. I want to take a little break and listen to a girl anthem song. And we're going to come right back. You're listening to Breadwinning Moms with Chloe. And our topic today is code switching and career shifting, a working mother's life lessons and makeover. And we're going to be right back after this song. Push me past the breaking point 
I yes. love it. And I say that if you have the eye of the tiger, then you need to allow people to hear you roar. Allow people to hear you roar. I am really excited to uh, bring on our next guest. And this is a woman who really does roar. And I love also that Katy Perry said that I stood for nothing, so I fell for everything. And the way not to fall for everything is to have your own vision, your goals for yourself. If you wanted to career shift, that is fine. People are doing it all the time. And I read also that the best time to do it, it's never too late. Really, it's not. But in your 30s, if you're in your 30s and you're thinking about doing something, it is so wide open for you. In your 40s, in your 50s, in your 60s, go ahead. Do not allow anything to stop you from career shifting. And also, I love that Katy Perry said that I went from zero to hero. So the way that we can go from zero to hero is to know who you are and go for what it is that you really want for your life. Well, our guest today is a woman who is truly, truly amazing. Her name is Montina Portis. She is a breadwinning mom, a wife, an Amazon best-selling author, a YouTube sensation, and a advisor to smart entrepreneurs and small business owners. Help me, Chantel and Tanya, and all of you who are listening to welcome Montina Portis to Breadwinning Moms with Chloe. Hello, Montina. Hello. How are you today? I'm awesome. Thank you so much for having me on the show. It is really wonderful. I know that you are just slipping out of a conference that was just over and you are here with us and I really appreciate you sharing your time with us. Ladies and gentlemen, Montina is, when you think about being able to crack the code of YouTube <laughs> and become the YouTube sensation, the YouTube star, this young woman has done that and she's still doing it. And she's a best-selling author on Amazon.com. So Montina, tell us where would you like to start when it comes to code shifting, code switching and career shifting? Because I know that you've done this. You're a perfect candidate from corporate to being on your own. Yeah, well, you know, when I was 18 months old, my mother abandoned me, and my father was in prison, and he was serving a 20-year sentence where he later passed away. And at the age of 16, I was living with my aunt, and then she kicked me out, and I was homeless. So by 18, I was a pregnant mom living in the YWCA, and by 19, I was a single mom living in a homeless shelter with my little baby, and I was pregnant again. I still managed to get my GED, graduate with my master's, build my first home, and today I've earned millions in companies, reached millions, and it just goes to show you that no matter who you are, where you're from, anything is possible. And we have to realize that when we want to make any shift in our lives, whether it's through our careers, whether it's through relationships, whether it's just through, through our inner selves, we just have to make a decision. And what I like to tell people is be very consistent with your actions, Set a date, and it's one of my books is called The Jump is the Story. You know, we kind of look at it like, well, you know, i got to make all these things with the path. When you jump, and especially when you're an entrepreneur, you, you just do it. And you are going to fail, but here's the great thing about it. You're going to fail forward because a body emotion, Chloe, it tends to stay in motion. 
I love that. And you know, that brings me to, we all need momentum to change our lives drastically. Nothing happens just by sitting on the sofa. So if you get up and you fall a little bit, if you fall forward, you at least you can get up on your knees and then you can crawl and then you can start walking again. So I like that. Yes, falling forward is a good thing. Yeah. So Montana, yes. what? so you must have had to do some serious code switching to have the challenges that you had growing up um, and pretty much being abandoned two or three times and then finding yourself being a young mother. What type of code switching did you have to do? Let's switch from being the young mother of two and getting your GED and then going on to college and getting your master's. What transferred and transformed, what happened in, within those years? You know, when I think back to my years, you know, everyone wants to look at, like, success and all these accomplishments and, and overcoming. And I'll tell you this. I I invest a lot of those years as, as what I would almost say would, would look from the outside in as a lonely person. I am very particular about my inner circle, my outer circle, the people I associate with, the people I eat lunch with. I've always been very particular about people. When I uh, shifted, even with my GED, when I lived in that YWCA, there were groups of women. We had our own rooms, but we shared kitchens and bathrooms, and there were only, at that time, maybe five or six of us. I never invested time with them. I always invested time with the executive director at the YWCA, the, you know, the assistants there. So I always put myself in the presence of powerful people and smart people and people that were where I wanted to go in my life. And a lot of times we, we neglect that in our lives. We're, we're around people that are struggling in business. We're around people that are starting their businesses. But if you're all chit-chatting about the same thing and you're in the same place, how are you going to move forward and get ahead in your life? So I believe that choosing our friends wisely in our environment is important. I also moved over 800 miles away from uh, the father of my three children, and, you know, I had no family members when I moved. I just, I just laughed, and I said I wanted a new life. And I shifted everything in my life. Was that a scary time for you? Of course. But you know what? To me, what's scarier, even where I'm at in my life now, is working for someone else for until I'm 70 years old and doing everything right and still making, you know, I know people that are making more in one month than I was making in a year. So I think that, you know, the fear of staying the same is, is much more of a pain point for me than changing. <laughs> I love that. We do have to connect with people that we admire, people who are doing things that we want to do, people who are doing things that that would just scare us the thought of it. But we've got to get in there. It's okay to be a little bit afraid of something that you don't know, but don't let it stop you. And a couple of things that that uh, stand out for me with career shifting is questions that I always ask my clients in coaching is that you got to answer this for yourself. Who am I right now? And who do I want to become? Because if we were to really go into ourselves and really look at our real selves, we will see how awesome we are. And that authenticity, that individuality of who you are is your power. So if you can tap into that, and if you can't, draw it out for yourself, then you need to be around other people who are smarter, who are wiser, or you want to 
get a coach or a trainer, mentor, someone to help to draw it out of you. So you ask the question, who am I and what suits me best right now in my life? So you want to identify the best company, the best employers, projects, products that's available to you and what you want the end result to be. So that may be working for yourself. Some people don't have the discipline to work for themselves because we think that you're going to work less. It may come a time, you know, a few years down the road, or if you're like Montina, it could be, you know, it could, it could be sooner. And you also want to research these companies, research the people, ideas, products, inventions, books, real estate, whatever it is that's that you are interested in that's germane to your personality. And when you know what this new change, this new transformation is, you're gonna feel really good about it. And then you can start to look that part. You know, for me, uh, being going into corporate America as a, uh, an executive coach looks different than going to a casting call for a new anti-aging product as a lifestyle model. It looks different. So what clothes would I wear? I want us to really, really think about this. And Chantel uh, is here with us and she is um, our Sweet Job Spot contributor. And I know that she would agree with some of the things that you're talking about. Uh, today. So Chantel, would you have a question or even Tanya, you have a question for our expert Montina Portis. And Montina, I want you to come back and tell us how you became this this um, YouTube sensation. Do you have a question, Chantel or Tanya for Montina? Mm-hmm. I definitely do. So um, Montina, I was wondering, what did you tell yourself when you were in that low spot? A lot of us get into that low spot and there are many people who can't get out of it. So what did you, what self-talk did you have that got yourself out of that, oh gosh, this is my life and I've ruined it, like that part, that little conversation that goes on in your mind when you well, you know, something. I, it, it sounds, well, for me, I'll tell you, I'm a very unique individual. Uh, when I had times where I just kind of felt like, wow, I always kind of look forward in my life. I'm a visionary. And so for me, the down spot is like, oh, man, this is what I'm in right now. Okay, I need to work a little harder, get a little smarter, and I can get out of it. So what I suggest for people is really what, what Chloe said earlier, get a coach. And it's important for your life. And not, not a mentor, not people where you're stuck in their time for free. I'm talking about a place where you can invest something per month if it's $27 and in a private group or it's a group of people, or you can, you know, afford a couple hundred dollars, a thousand dollars a year for a coach. You need people in your life that speak life to you because we all get those points where it's like, man. And and quite frankly, I believe my life was not fair. It was not fair. I don't have family members. I mean, grandparents. Um, it, it just wasn't fair. But I look at it and say, well, you know what? I can do better. And for my children, they have a, a new life story. So I would just suggest that for people that get to that low point, they have to have hope. I have hope tattooed on my wrist. When we're hopeless, that's when it really is over for us. So I hope that answers your question. Well, thank you so much. Yes, it does. Tanya, thank would you, you have a comment or a question for Montina? Hi, um, I do. Um, actually, I, you know, I'm, I'm in real estate. I actually, I love what I do. Um, but I feel like my purpose is to educate, to encourage, and to empower. 
So I'm, I'm working on something right now um, as far as doing like a little, um, you know, TV show. So I'm going to start with it on YouTube. But I feel as though that's my purpose. My purpose is to speak, um, to give a voice, you know, to let people know that whatever they're thinking about doing, that it is possible. So what advice could you give me? Uh, because I want people to see me, you know, as more than just a, a real estate broker because that's not who I am. That's what I do. So if you have any advice for me, I'd, I'd love to hear it. Okay, awesome. Well, here's how I see it, and I, I coach most of my clients through is who you are and what you do. I mean, you just combine them. For me, you know, some people see me as an author. Some people still see me as a single mom, and I'm, I'm married again. Some people see me as, you know, this YouTuber, and some people don't even know I exist on YouTube. So what you want to start positioning yourself as, whatever your life mission or your purpose is. So for me, I want a mission to really inspire educate and share and that's pretty much what you'll see me doing everything i do i want to inspire over here which means to breathe life in god i want to share and i want to educate so being who you are you kind of just you, you mesh them together so yeah i am a realtor and this is how i can teach you the business side but the reason why i'm successful at being a realtor the reason why i'm successful in my brokerage uh, firm is because of this over here and that's where you are uh helping the leaders lead more effectively and that's where you're helping people that you know, they're low in their, their hope or they want to get where you're at, move forward. And, and that's where we remain, to me, profitable in our business because a lot of times we want to help, we want to encourage, we want to give. And I meet lots of people that do that, and they're not profitable at all. But when you can kind of put it together and say, well, yeah, this is what I do over here, but I run other businesses too, and I lead and I coach, I consult. Oh, you want to do this over here? That's when you bring it together as your whole purpose and person and then you're profitable as well. I love that uh, because we can do many different things, but we have to have everything to adding up to an apex of where we're going and where our what our purpose is. And we're, you're also talking about building rapport. Last week we talked about communication. Well, communication can be sweet and alluring and attractive, or it can be uh, repulsive and bitter and pushing people away. And what I like that you're saying is to not be afraid to build rapport, find a way to build rapport with people who are high level, much higher than you are, people who are where you want to be, and that you can connect with them so you can network and net weave with them. We've got to be able to connect with other people. It's really vital uh, for our us to advance. And you're talking about people who are low in hope. Well, I have an assessment called the Personal Excellence Profile that we can measure where you are as far as your hope, your beliefs, your ability to communicate, to build rapport, how well you're producing, your action. Some people just don't know how to get up and move. They have great ideas, but they don't know where to start acting. So if you are low in your hope, as Montina says, low in hope, I like that. I want you to go to ChloeTaylorBrown.com and check out our lifestyle enhancement assessment. It's called the PEP. 
and it's going to be able to measure where you are in 12 vital abilities. And when these 12 vital abilities come together harmoniously, you're going to elevate your whole life. But knowing is key where you are and what you can do about it. Montina, tell us about you being this YouTube star and celebrity and how that shifted your whole life. Well, I mean, being on YouTube is a lot of fun. And uh, what I did is, is, you know, I went on YouTube and recently when I was on, I think it was NBC, I said, he said, you know, why did you get on YouTube? And I said, look, I just want it to be the voice of hope and inspiration for single moms around the world. When you go to my first video on YouTube in 2009, that's exactly what I did. It was a 30-something second video, absolutely horrible. My audio didn't match the video, but that's what I said. So what I did unique from most on YouTube is I was very authentic. I went on and talked about my life, my story, my children, shared my dog, things like that. Um, and then it's come on to, you know, I'm on Fox News, ABC, NBC, so people see that as a celebrity. But they don't see the five years of consistency. I have over 400 videos on YouTube. So when I was about a few years, about three years into YouTube, I wrote a book about it because how I see YouTube is this. You can reach, you know, I was at an event this past weekend where there were about, I don't know, 15,000 students. Well, I have 25, 24, 25,000 people that are subscribed to my channel. But I'm reaching 3.6 million in views. And we kind of see our circle, but think about all the people you can reach with your products, your services, and your programs, and people that are not using video in their business, even in their lives as a journal. Um, you know, you can use it with your family. My son does all his book reports on YouTube. They're really, truly missing out on something that's available that's free. So, you know, that's been my, my quick story and journey with YouTube. I suggest that people do get my book because... I hear a lot of people say, I think it was Sean said that they want to do shows and they want to do this, but people don't know you on YouTube. And I see so many people make the major mistake of getting on YouTube and, and making it all about them, but it's not about you. It's all about how you can serve and lead other people. And, and we laugh and look at the people that are there that are, you know, there's some very ignorant channels on YouTube that make a lot of money. Uh, Timothy, Timothy DeLaghetto actually did a video about him and he responded because I don't watch his videos. But he just paid off his parents' house. It was like $300,000, and he did it through YouTube. The State of the Union Address, Glozell and two other YouTubers were, had an opportunity to speak to the President of the United States. Well, where did they become celebrities and famous? By doing everyday videos on YouTube, being very consistent with their YouTube. So that's really my short story of it. I started YouTube, very authentic, built up an amazing community. And then with that community, I remained very faithful to them and um, – give them a lot of information. And again, it's not about me. It's all about them. Tell us how we can connect with you because I know you're doing some amazing work and teaching other people how to leverage YouTube to bring more back to them. So first of all, we know that it's not about us. We, it is about us, but it's not about us. So the YouTube video is about you being of service to other people. Uh, according to what you're saying, that's that's really good. So, how can we connect with you? They can go to montinaportis.com and they can find out you know information. I serve online and I also serve an offline community. So, my business is 
multiple streams, but it's also um, multiple avenues. So I don't just serve an online community. So people that are online that want to do YouTube, they want to understand how to start, build, grow businesses, you want to escape the nine to five. I have 13,000 students enrolled in my courses. I have an academy. It's closed now, but we have some home study programs coming out. If you're an offline small business entrepreneur, then I'm in the Atlanta area. My company, we have a video production company. I have a videographer that will come out, and we actually build up a small business video sales strategy so that you're not tactical with one video. You are strategic, and we build out a whole strategic plan, and we have services available for local small business owners to do that. This is wonderful. I want to thank you so much for sharing your vital time with us today and you being on Breadwinning Moms with Chloe and hanging out with Chantel and Tanya and all of us that are listening. I know we have uh, Jennifer who's listening from Australia. We have Marissa who's listening in Boston. And um, I'm not sure because they're tweeting up a storm. Uh, and there are some other people who are listening that I can't figure out right now while I'm on the radio. And Jennifer is actually challenging me to laugh, but she doesn't know that we laugh all the time on Breadwinning Moms with Chloe. It's just a part of our philosophy because laughter creates energy and energy is power. And this energy can be directed into whatever it is that we have chosen for ourselves as our career. And then when we get into that career, we can code switch all we want to. So thank you so very much, Montina. Is there anything that you'd like to leave us with before you go? I just want to thank you for um, inviting me onto your show. And uh, you're right, I'm just getting ready to go off and do great things. But I do want to encourage your listeners, let them know, I believe success is in your DNA. I know some people believe we're born and and, and, you know, I, I believe we're made great, but I believe we are great. And they have to understand that no matter what is inside of you, I believe in coaches. I have an amazing coach that I coach with. But I will tell you this, everything that's in me was born in me, and my coach just helped me mine it out. So God bless all of you, and I hope that you get in a video, use YouTube as a platform to share hope and inspiration with the world. I'll talk to you all soon. Thank you so much. Have a fantastic day. Bye-bye. Thank you. Wow, that is amazing. So, Tanya, I know that you are doing videos and um, you're just about to start this whole YouTube or videos. I don't know where you're putting them, but did you learn something from Montina today? Absolutely. Um, learned something from her today because I'm going to be having a meeting on Friday. I'm just putting the finishing touches on everything that I'm doing. So I really... Um, I enjoyed that um, with her, and it just helped inspire me a little bit more because, of course, I'm nervous, um, <laughs> but you just got to do it. So uh, that was definitely an inspiration to hear her story. And here's the deal. It's okay to be nervous. It is okay because the more you do it, the less nerves will show up. So you're in good company. So Chantel, tell me about yes. you. Did you get anything from uh, Montina Portis today that could help you in your business? Well, you know, she actually emanates something I was telling a, a colleague today who's, who's writing a blog. I said, the most important thing, and I learned this because I've made a lot of mistakes. But the most important thing is consistency. And, you know, this show, for example, is very consistent, so therefore it's very successful. As long as you're 
on the show, you're blogging consistently. You know, even she talked about her her um, her her YouTubing, whatever it is, just be consistent with it, and it'll eventually pay off. I like that. And I would say for, for Tanya, consistency over perfection. We're not striving for perfection. As a matter of fact, with this radio show, uh, my coaches from Blog Talk Radio, uh, they love this show so much and they are really very supportive of me and pushing and pulling with me and for me. And the thing that they like is that we're not trying to be perfect. We're delivering great content. We're having fun and we laugh out loud and we get some, we get, we get everything, our juices flowing because we really do want to be of service. So we're sharing what we have in an authentic way and an entertaining way and also in an informative, provocative, educational way. This has been a really wonderful show. Um, I did laugh out loud as much as I normally would do, Jennifer, and I promise you on the next show, we're going to really, really laugh out loud um, on, we're going to get a topic that, that keeps us laughing out loud all the time because I know you like that. So, Tanya, tell us how we can connect with you through your real estate company through Tanya Fisa or Fisa May and Associates, LLC. Okay. I am LuxuryPropertyAssociates.com. That's my website. Um, and my email is um, Tanya, T-O-N-I-A, the letter S, at kw.com. But the, the best way to reach me and to see what I'm doing to find out a little more about me is to go to my website, luxurypropertyassociates.com. Fantastic. And also for you, Chantel? Um, and for me, you can go to sweetjobspot.com or you can find me on Facebook or Twitter at sweetjobspot. This is really exciting, ladies and gentlemen, for all of the things that we do. We want to thank you for joining us today for Breadwinning Moms with Chloe. We've been talking about co-switching and career shifting, a working mother's life lesson and makeover. I want to leave you with another girl anthem song. It is from a little girl. Well, not a little girl. She's really young and she is uh, from the islands and her song, it really is truly a girl anthem. It's called Hot Galley Anthem. So check her out and we will see you next time Remember, if you'd like to connect with me, you can always find me at ChloeTaylorBrown.com. Goodbye for now, Tanya. Goodbye for now, Chantel. And goodbye for now for all of you who are listening. Have a great week. Thank you, Chloe. You have a great week as well. You too. Bye. Bye. Sweet and the bass line of BTG, a big hit to know the speaker.